If you're a business owner and you've ever said something that sounds like, I have so many things to focus on my business, I don't even know where to start. This episode is just for you. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Virtually everyone I work with in the beginning says something that sounds like, I have so many things to focus on, I couldn't even tell you where to start, or... I feel so frustrated or I feel rudderless because I don't even know where to begin. I have so many priorities. I've got employee issues. I've got customer issues. I've got marketing issues and operational and processes. Where do I even start, Brian? Um, and other things that people feel is they just don't feel like they're making progress. Like they just feel like on, they're on the hamster wheel of business ownership and frustration begins because you just can't feel like you're making measurable progress. And uh, that's extremely frustrating. And it's hard to, to stay motivated to keep going when this is the, fr- the feeling we have. So one of the things I'd like to do is, is help folks get off that hamster wheel and, and know what the focus should be. Like in any given process for my business as a whole or any particular process I'm looking at, what should I be focusing on right now to get the most bang for my buck as far as time and other resources I might invest? What should I be doing today today? to give me the furthest down the road in the shortest amount of time possible with the least amount of frustration. And that's always my goal when I'm working with folks is help them put things in the right order to uh, um, make sure their life is easier. And this is what we, we all want to accomplish is having a, a business ownership journey that's easier and less frustrating. So I'm going to talk about two different things today. One is kind of a macro version where we talk about our company as a whole. And one is kind of a micro version. We talk about individual processes and in endeavors and initiatives and projects we take on within our company. So um, there's five different stages I look at things in, again, both for the company as a whole and for individual projects and processes. And uh, stage one is the first stage where we, we're just declaring our vision. Like, what is it we think we're going to be doing? What is What do we want our company to look like in 10 years? How many employees do we want to have? Or how do we want this sales process or this operational process or this, this uh, safety-related process? What do we want to look like? That we, what do we want this to look like when it's all done? Uh, a second question we should be answering in stage one is, why does this matter? Why do we want this to happen in the first place? Uh, and again, on a macro version, like, why do we want our company to have 23 people versus seven people? What is it we like about one versus the other? What is that feeling we're going for? What is the culture we're going for? What are my personal goals that are going to be attained by one or the other? Uh, we're motivated by different things. And so uh, th- those are kinds of things we want to take a look on a macro scale. Uh, on a micro scale, why are we doing this? What problem are we solving for the customer? What problem are we solving for the company? What problem are we solving for the employee? Those are the kinds of questions I would be asking. And also, what specifically do I want this to look like when it's, when it's done? 
Uh, so those are kind of stage one questions. It's really just getting the foundation and the vision uh, of what we're what we're uh, we're trying to accomplish. Stage two is all about what's in it for the customer. And again, in a macro version, what's in it for the customer to buy from you instead of Brand X? This is a question we should all be asking virtually every day. What is in it for a customer to buy from us instead of somebody else? On a, on a smaller scale, in any process we take on, if we want to be able to have clear messaging for marketing or for sales or for customers, or we want to have, be able to have um, an easier time training our employees, we have to be able to explain what's in it for the customer to do whatever it is we're taking on. Again, whether it's a small project, a sales process, an operational process, um, what is in it for the customer for us to do this? If we can't explain that, we're going to have a very hard time training our people to follow the process because they won't understand why it matters. And we'll have a very difficult time with our messaging, both in big scale marketing like Facebook ads and Google ads and things like that, or just an elevator pitch, trying to explain to somebody why we're different than brand X. If we can't articulate what's in it for a customer to buy from us instead of somebody else, we're going to have a very hard time getting that messaging clear. The third stage is all about what's in it for the employee. On a macro scale, we're going to be looking at not asking in a rhetorical sense, but a very specific sense. What's in it for an employee to work here instead of brand X? Why would an employee choose to work here instead of somewhere else? Um, oftentimes, you know, especially many years ago, you would hear answers like, well, they're getting a paycheck or they, you know, they're getting a benefits package or they have 17 years of seniority or whatever. Those kinds of things mean less and less all the time. Um, every employer offers a paycheck. Every employer offers a similar, probably a similar benefit package, which includes PTO and medical and all that kind of stuff. You're probably not standing out a great deal in those, in those regards. Perhaps you are. And if you are, that's fantastic. And then you have, this is what's in it for your employee to work here. If, we, if you're paying 30 or you know, whatever percent more than your competition for an employee, that's a major benefit for the employee. If you're not doing something like that, then we have to figure out, what else is in it for the employee to work here? And on the smaller projects and processes, what's in it for the employee to comply with this? And if, if the only reason they have to comply is the, the concern of a manager or a boss or the business owner or their lead or whatever, um, berating them for not doing it or criticizing them for not doing it or suffering some kind of consequence like that, if that's the only reason we have for the employee to get on board with this, it's just going to be a tougher, tougher deal for us to get them to comply. My goal is to get them to want to do whatever it is we're taking on. I want them to come to work for us in our company. I want them to want to help this process or procedure move forward in a positive way. I want them to want to improve things so that I don't have to be the one driving all that. And we can't do any of those things if we aren't asking questions like what's in it for the employee to do this or what's in it for the employee to work here. So that's stage three. Uh, stage four is all about processes. And uh, you can see, for those of you who are watching the, the video, you can see the blocks behind me. Each one of these stages is kind of the foundation for the next stage. If we have a vision, we can talk about, and once we have a clear vision, we can then go on to what's in it for the customer. Once we know what's in it for the customer, we can create our messaging and training for employees and we can do our marketing. Once we know what's in it for the employee, we can now get the employees on board with helping with the processes both writing them and improving them. 
So in a macro sense, we're talking about our company as a whole. If we can proceduralize things and get well-documented processes and get our team on board with making improvements, so I don't have to be the only one driving that as a business owner, I can have freedom to step away more. I can't step away if I don't have good processes in place or somebody there to help run things. I just I won't have the ability to step away if there is nothing there to ensure that things are going to continue to go well. So this is what processes are, are helpful for on the macro scale is getting the company able to run without the business owner having to babysit every step or be the bottleneck. Or uh, this is a, especially the case for people who just feel like their business owns them because they can't go anywhere because they can't um, they can't get away because they have to make all the decisions. Um, getting the employees on board helps us create the processes. The processes gives us the freedom to step away because all the things are documented and the employees, if they're on board with wanting the company to improve, they want to serve the customers. They can help make the processes more efficient, more profitable, uh, with less errors or less warranty work or whatever the case may be. So stage four for things on the macro synth and the micro synth again, is all about processes, getting things documented so we can ensure that things are happening the way we want them to on a consistent basis. Um, a great example uh, a friend of mine, Kevin, talks about this. Uh, he's not a huge fan of McDonald's, but he knows what the experience is going to be when he goes to McDonald's. He knows what the French fries are going to taste like. He knows what the hamburgers going to taste like. That's because they have very clearly written and followed processes. Um, we want our customers to have the same benefit. They want We want them to know what to expect when they call. We can't have a different, a widely varying experience every time they call. That's going to be tremendously more difficult for us to retain customers if that's the case. And then stage five is who's going to manage this so I don't have to. As a business owner, I can't just take on an infinite amount of work. I have to be able to delegate uh, tasks. I have to be able to delegate decisions. I have to be able to delegate somebody to manage things so that I can step away and either do other things to help the company continue to grow or step away to do things that I want to do in my own life. Um, so stage five in the macro sense is what is our succession plan? What is, what am I, what am I aiming for when I want to retire? Am I going to sell to somebody inside the company? Am I going to sell to somebody outside the company? Am I going to be an absentee owner? Am I just going to shut the doors one day and liquidate the assets? What, what is my plan? So in a macro sense, that's something we want to talk about and, and be thinking about keeping in mind that a succession plan takes seven to 10 years roughly to implement. Uh, it's not a short-term thing. We've got to be thinking about this um, pretty far in advance. Um, and we can change our mind. We can change our, our mind that we, today we want to, we, our plan is to sell it to an internal employee. If we find that we don't have that in a few years, we may have to change our plan and sell it to an outsider, but we kind of need to know what, what the plan is. We're working towards that on a micro sense. If we have a sales process or an accounting process or an operational process or a safety process, once we get all these other stages completed, who can I turn that over to, to manage so that I can focus on something else? It's not possible for one person, one business owner to manage every single thing that happens in a company and be able to grow that company to any, any considerable size. You can't have a 40 or 50 person company with one person, the business owner, managing all the processes. Things are just going to fall through the cracks. You're just not going to be able to perform to the level that you would like. So what I would recommend for folks is getting clarity on each one of these stages before you move on to the next stage. 
one of the things I think that creates a lot of frustration and confusion and, and overwhelm for people is they try to take on all five stages at one time, or at least four. Oftentimes people aren't even considering the fifth stage. Who's going to manage this? So I don't have to, that's not generally a concern for a lot of folks. Um, but I would recommend really getting clarity and, and concrete and a concrete knowledge of each of these stages before you focus your energy on the next stage. So the first step is going to be identifying what stage you're in, both for your business as a whole and for any process or procedure or endeavor or project that you're taking on within your company. Where, is, where are we at in the process? Are we still getting clear on our vision? If we have clarity on our vision, have we identified what's in it for the customer? If we've done that, have we identified what's in it for the employee? If we've done that, do we have our processes documented? Are, have we made improvements where we can? And then on to who can manage this so I can focus on something else. Knowing which of those stages we're in will help us get clarity on where we should focus our time. If we don't have a clear vision, if we can't explain to people what we want this to look like and why it matters, then that's where we need to focus our time is getting clarity on that vision. If we have that, we can move on to the next stage and so on and so on. So this is the success path. This is what I have followed um, for, for a long time now. And this is what I use to help um, coach people through the business ownership journey in service industries is these five stages here, and I think they work, they've worked really well for me. Uh, they're very predictable and they just make things easier because you're putting them in the right sequence. You're putting things in the right order. So that each step that is subsequent to the one you're working on is easier because you have clarity on the one you're working on now. So to summarize, um, we need to identify where we're at on the stage. Again, in a macro sense with the company, where are we at with the company compared to where we want to be? How big we want the company to be and what stage are we in with that now? Uh, and for and for small projects and initiatives and sales processes and operational processes for each one of those things, we got to look at what stage are we in for those as well. So uh, I would recommend asking questions like the following. Um, do I know specifically what I'm trying to do here or do I know what I want this to look like when I'm finished? That would be a great stage one question. Stage two is very simply and again, not rhetorically. What's in it for the customer? What's the benefit for the customer for us to do this? Same with stage three. What's in it for the employees? Stage four is this process uh, or are my processes in, in general documented to the degree necessary to ensure we'll get consistent? Or we, will, we will consistently achieve the desired outcome. Are the, do, are the processes documented well enough to help us get consistency? And then final one is who's going to manage this so I don't have to. I can turn my attention to something else. So once we figure out what which one of those stages we're in, that's where we should put the bulk of our attention. Of course, there's things that are going to come up. You're going to have other issues that are involved. I'm not saying you you just flat ignore everything else, but I am saying I think it's beneficial to to spend your time focusing on the stage that you're in rather than getting ahead of yourself and, and muddying the waters and making things more complicated. I just would recommend not allowing yourself to move forward until you have clarity in the stage you're in. So that's it for uh, this week. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if this is helpful for you and, and you and you or you know somebody who owns a service-based business, uh, contractors, auto repair shops, home repair services like carpet cleaners and window cleaners, uh, commercial entities like janitorial services, uh, IT, CPA, anyone who's got a service-based business who has employees or wants to have employees and wants to grow a business that will not own them, that's who this podcast is for. 
if you uh, if you know somebody like that, if you could pass this along to them, that would be fantastic. Um, you could also uh, certainly give us a, a rating, a review. But really, we'd appreciate you, you sharing this podcast with some folks. And um, that's all for this week. I hope you guys have a fantastic week, and I will talk to you all soon. <laughs>